it's Monday. The 49ers fail to get a victory at home against the Bengals. The Tigers ruled. We're 0-3 in the last three games. 49ers fall 5-3. to We're going to talk about it right here on the Wayne Breezy Show. We're going to get into Brock Purdy. Is he on the decline? We're going to talk about some trade rumors and what the Niners need to do heading in to their bye week. Stick around. I promise I got. We so bright that we shine it. Everybody, it's your boy Wayne Breezy, and I'm going to start the show off with the applause sound. Because each and every one of you that showed up to this show on this particular morning, after that outcome, is definitely faithful to the Bay. So once again, you can get the horns. Shout out to you out there. Shout out to the Breezy Bunch crew. Shout out to everybody out there. I see my man is asking, Notorious GAV, can we call in? You know what? I do plan to open up the phone lines because, you know, welcome to Dr. B-R-E. Yeah, Dr. Bray. Dr. Bray, you know what I'm trying to do. Like, Listen, I want you guys to call in. I know you guys feel in some type of way, and, you know, I, I don't have the answers. But we could come together collectively to try to figure some things out. We got to find a way to get through these next 14 days and prepare ourselves for the outcome where we have to travel to Jacksonville. The 49ers are going back to the East Coast. They're going south this time where it's sunny and hot, and they're going to have to figure out a way to be a hot team. I'm hoping the Jacksonville Jaguars actually take an L this upcoming week uh, just to put them into some type of place or perspective, but the, the Jags seem pretty hot. And then 49ers seem to have cooled off after their 5-0 and no start. So I tell you what, we'll open up the phone lines at some point, all right, uh, on the show. I promise I want to hear from you guys. You guys got to have a hot take, though. If your take is not hot, you're going to get the click clicker. But listen, thank you again for tuning in. I got to shout out the Breezy Bunch crew. They are in the building. My man Matthew says Purdy is the man and will remain just that. Sure, he has some growing to do. But his mistakes definitely don't outweigh the positives. And listen, I will tell you this. This is not a negative-based type of a show, but we do have to talk about if it's a possibility that the league or teams are figuring out how to make Brock Purdy's take away his strengths, and this is where he has to get strong. So I hope people don't feel some type of way. But I got to always keep it breezy. I got to keep it 100. We got to talk about his mistakes because that's what he's doing. He's making mistakes. Notorious GAV, yes, I hope I answered your question for sure. My man Troy, listen, the text message came in last night. I promise I was turning everything off. But when he sent me a text message, he said something to me, and I, I totally understood where he was, and I totally understand why we feel the way we are. And, and it's okay. My man Nick, what's going on, baby, with the hashtag BB? is in the place to be. He says we are here for therapy, breezy. I love it. I love it. I love it. Don't bother me. It's in the building with the hashtag. My man Eddie G and the B-Dogs. This is where I'm going to get a chance to party with you, Eddie, and the fam. So I'll see you in a couple of weeks, man. Peachy's in the building. Says, hey, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Smash that like button, guys. I should have asked that in the very beginning of the show, but that's not what this is about. I want to make sure I'm showing you guys the love that you deserve. But go ahead and smash that like button. If you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button and make sure that your alerts are set to all so you don't miss an episode. If you're an Android user, you might be struggling on the alerts, especially if you're watching it on your phone. I had some people that have Android hit me up and say, I'm not getting the alerts. I've been telling you how to get iPhones for the longest, but hey, I'm not getting paid to say that. But so I, listen, get an iPhone. You won't have that problem. But Peachy says, if you love what you do, see, subscribe. Join the BB crew as well, man, if you love it, man. I appreciate the support. My man Boss is in the building. Purdy was responsible for 422 yards in the loss. We, we are just tired. Get rested, Niners, and let's finish strong. I love 
I love when we could kind of like after the overreaction, we could try to come to some type of fruition and things like that. Like, you know, we could come to a conclusion and say, you know what, maybe this is what it is. 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 I don't know, you know, but I will look, I told you I'm gonna shout out. My man Ralph, Steve Wilkes gotta go. We'll talk a little bit about that. I think what I'm gonna do this week, so you guys can understand, I'm gonna try to do I'm gonna do the show today, which is we we're here now. I'm gonna try to do one on Wednesday, which I told you I was taking back to Wednesday, but I think I may give you a Wednesday. So we could just focus on how to fix the offense. And then Friday, focus on how to fix the defense. And then and then and, and I'm gonna those are gonna be our reflective shows. And then next week we'll focus on how to reset. Because that's what I think the Niners need. They need a hard reset. You know, sometimes things just get out of whack. You ever had your 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 cell phone, you know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden your cell phone just starts to act silly, whatever. It just goes out of whack. It's still strong. It still works. Maybe the night and sometimes you got to hard reset it, like hold, especially with the iPhone. You got to hold buttons down, hard reset. Maybe that's what the Niners need, a hard reset. And it'll fix some things. They will get some players back, too. Jax, what's going on? Says, hey, Wayne. What's good, Jax? I hope you're doing well. Um, it's tough. I know it's going to be tough. Big Daddy Niners is in the building. The wonderful, beautiful, wonderful, magnificent, marvelous Miss Debbie's in the building, y'all. She's in the building. Early, too. It's early out there on the West Coast. Good morning, Wayne. To all the BBs, remember to hit that button, y'all. Hit that like button, guys. Hit it. Wait, wait, wait. So, so wait. Kali, Breezy, we need a few pauses from you tonight. Need some laughter. Got you. Listen, the, the pauses are, they aren't scripted. They're, they're not scripted. They're not scripted. Now, tonight I have rehearsal, so I may, we may not do the nitty gritty show tonight, but I promise you we will give you some content throughout the week to where you're going to feel comfortable and be able to get back to being yourselves. I promise. Like that. It's been a rough eight weeks. It's been a rough eight weeks. It's been really rough. Oh, Fernando! My voice is still going. Congratulations, 4K subscribers. Yes, congratulations to you. We've reached 4K. Oh, snap. You know what's crazy? We reached 4K, and we did it in about a year. Guys, if you guys don't remember, a year ago, about a week ago, was the anniversary of the new Wayne Breezy channel. And every one of you and those that worked behind the scenes, Peachy, Moe's, Fair, Miss Debbie, like all Mike, like everybody, uh, Jesse, Jay Naylor, like everybody that was working behind the scenes, Fernando, to help bring the channel back to, to life, my sister Mariah. Like I remember like... We were just trying to get it back to where it was because I was defeated, like I got hacked. And last year, last week, excuse me, was the anniversary. And we at last year at that point, we had reached over 5K, almost 6K. And I would say in less than in, in about a year or a little less than a year, we we are at 4K. Somebody do the math. My math ain't good right now. But 4K in a year? When we were at 6K and it took us two years, I would say you guys are working harder than a motherfucker. You guys get the round of applause. Fernando, thank you for the Super Chat contribution. Ah, my man Rudy. Hey, it was a horrible day yesterday, Breezy. We made Dak look like John Elway. At least Purdy and the Niners' third straight loss cheered me up. You just had to throw a shot in there. I've never seen a team get mollywopped and then you still took a shot at the other team. You started off kind of cool, and then you, you know, you, you, yeah, I got you. Now, nah, listen, y'all team got molly whopped. We got beat. Like, we got, we, we got beat. We got our butts handed to us, too. I'm not even going to front. We gave up 31 points. Most we gave up all season long to the Cincinnati Bengals, which, you know, if I go back, uh, wait a minute, the Jags got a bye week, too? Or are they playing somebody that seems like a bye week? Or they could have a bye week. I, maybe they didn't have their bye week yet. I thought they had their bye week. You know what? They've been playing across seas. So maybe they do have their bye week. You might you might be right. Um, it's, it's been real. Listen, listen, listen. We And, and, and you know what? We got to go over some grades. We got to go over 
performances and you know there's the poll question going on out there and I have to ask the tough question you know did the 49ers rush Brock Purdy back too soon should he been playing on the field you know I'm gonna try to hold my you know response to the end of the show that's when we get to the poll but listen feel free to vote (laughs) feel free to freaking vote I, I tell you what though Watching the game, I didn't feel some type of way until the third, the end of the third quarter, where I felt like the Niners probably couldn't pull this off. Um, I felt like the 49ers probably couldn't pull this off. Um, and so it's crazy, right? But it took it that long. That's a long time, right? Took took a long time uh to where the 49ers I felt like they couldn't pull it off. And you know. I don't have any clips for you today to put out here, but if you watch the overreaction show, now you guys know I don't watch the pressers directly after the show anymore. I go live because I want the straight overreaction from you, myself, the crew. We want to overreact for real. Win or lose, we want to overreact, right? And so I go straight live. What makes me feel a bit more satisfied is when I go back and watch the presser. And some of you guys point out what they're saying at, during the presser. It's like you're watching that while you're watching this live. It's so cool. But what makes me feel good is when I go back and listen to the pressers and I be like, all you hear in my head is this sound. Like, we said it. Here, one more time. And so if I look at this game and I look at the three losses, And I know everybody is going to say, oh, it's the defense. Oh, it's the defense. Oh, it's the defense. I will tell you that the defense hasn't looked good. The defense hasn't looked good in the past three games. But there's one thing I will say about the 49ers defense, and I will give them the credit for adjusting. I think the defense is able to adjust more than the offense. That's just that's the way I see it. And what do I mean by that, right? Past this Cincinnati Bengals game was a little tough and rough, right? Because the defense, one, okay, let's go to the beginning. They, the defense gave up or allowed 14 points in the first half. It was 14 to 10, all right? They gave up 17 points in the second half for the first time all season. But a lot of that, there's a story to tell. There's context behind it because the Niners' offense also turned the ball over a few times. And it put the defense right back on the field. And then penalties and whatever, whatever, you, however you want to shape it, I feel like penalties has been the Achilles heel of the defense, not the style or the way they've been playing. And I think execution more is why the defense has been struggling. I don't think it's scheme. I know people want to say it's scheme. I know people want to say it's the coaching. Cool. It could be all of that. What I do know is the players suck, and I'm going to keep it a buck. And if you won't believe me, Fred Warner said it. So you ain't got to believe, Breeze. You don't got to believe the words that come out of my mouth. I know what I see. I know you don't want to hear that. I know we want to put it on somebody. But at the end of the day, Fred said, Fred, Fred, the captain of the defense said, starting with myself, we just not executing. He said it again. He's been saying it for three weeks straight, and y'all don't want to listen. But that's my point. It's execution. It doesn't matter what the coach is calling. They're not even executing that properly. They're mi- the Niners. Calm down, Wayne. This is not overreaction show. The 49ers had 13 missed tackles. 13? They had nine last week, and they had ten the week before that against the Browns. You total it all up, you could put it on my tab. That's 32 missed tackles. 32? Unfortunately, the Niners lost all three of those games. I wonder if they just make the tackles, if that helps change things, if the execution, like, you know what I mean? Like, so look, is the scheme different? Yes. Um... But the players are also playing differently. You can't blame that on scheme. Because when I, when you go back and watch this game, I'm saying to myself, okay, you got a dropped interception, opportunity, didn't capitalize on it. You had a third and 10. And I was saying to myself, dear God, 
Like, there was two dear gods that happened to me in this game. Two dear gods. Two. That was the first dear god because it was third and ten, and I knew if the Niners didn't get off the field defensively on that third and ten, I knew it was going to be a wormhole going down because I just knew it was going to be a long day for the 49ers. You know what? They played us. They literally, and I mean literally, had him sacked. I mean, all they had to do was just pull him down by the jock strap, and for some reason, three big paws or claws couldn't bring down Joe Burrow. Like, they just couldn't get him down to the ground. I mean, dang, looked like his knee was almost there. Looked like they just couldn't get, they could, they could not get him down to the ground. And I'm like, dang. Right there, third and 10. All of a sudden, defense stays on the field. I can't blame that on scheme. Now, yeah, there's some scheme issues. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I think it's more execution for me than scheme because the great players figure out a way to adjust. The great players, I mean the great players. Every coach has scheme. And if that's the case, we got to give Wilkes a little time on this defense and these players some time to make it work because it's new. If that's the case, if that's the case, I'm just saying, if that's the case, I don't know if that's the case. I'm just saying, if that's the case, I will say this though, defensively, they got to get the fire and desire back. And I think that's where it starts. So yes, the defense has played like trash for the past three weeks. I will say that they kept the scoring low until this last game, but then we got to talk about the daggone offense. We got to talk about the daggone offense, okay? Got to talk about NFL news. If you guys care about the NFL, because we do an NFL show, even though we try to do it consistently weekly, myself and Peachy, if you guys care about this, you guys play fantasy football, which we do every week as well, Leonard Fournette, running back, free agent running back, has signed with the Buffalo Bills. That's going to be a great signing. They're about to get a tank. For a running back, they're finally going to be able to run the ball. Oh, my gosh. Bills, watch out. Trade deadline is coming up very soon, and we're going to definitely talk, discuss that right here on the Wayne Breezy Show on today. So NFL news, boom, you got that. Leonard Fournette is signing. All right, Leonard Fournette is signing. But in this loss, right, when you, when, when we talk about this loss, it was a bad loss. It it wasn't it wasn't like a close game where the Niners could have even won this game. The Niners had no control this whole game. And they lost because of three things. Mistakes, as far as penalties, turnovers, and I just don't think they they're playing with great energy anymore. I don't think that they're playing with great energy on all three phases. I watched all three phases make boo-boos in this game. And this is why the score is what it is. You can't go from 30 points to 17 points. That's damn near half of the points. You can't do it. You can't You can't do it. Now, you had to understand, and I'm with you. I'm with you, Wimby. We're size 30, 70. Wait a minute. Explain that. Explain 30, 72 30 waist, 72 length? God dang, you must be tall. If that, I don't know. I'm just asking you to explain it. But not nah, 17 points for three weeks, no bueno. And that's why I feel like I want to talk a little bit about the offense. And the leader of the offense is Brock Purdy, who, who plays a huge role, but it's not all his fault. It's not all his fault. He plays a huge role, but it's not all his fault. It's not. I will keep it a buck. It is not all Brock Purdy's fault. But the losses... If you win as a quarterback and you get the credit, you got to take the credit for the losses as well. It's part of the job. So he's going to have to figure it out. And he wears a captain on his chest, and he's going to have to figure that out as well. So I'm glad that this bye week is on its way up. But let's talk about some things that happened with the San Francisco 49ers. Listen, uh, as of now, I, I don't know about any new injuries Brock Purdy did uh, hit his head um, on the ground with less than two minutes. Well, yeah, less under the two minutes, you know, where he threw an interception. But let's talk about Brock Purdy's performance. I don't know if Brock Purdy is injured. Don't know if he was concussed. You know, we can, we can assume he was, but we can't necessarily say that he was. So, you know... It, that that's left up to him, the symptoms that he's going to show, and all that good stuff, all right? So, like, 
I kind of want to leave that out. I don't think that's why Brock Purdy played terrible in the second half because he was playing different in the second half before the hit to his head. Did he throw an interception on that play? Absolutely. Like, could he have been holding his head because he was like, damn, I threw an interception? I don't know. Was he concussed? I don't know. Neither do you, though. So let's not make up and assume that he had a concussion because his head hit the ground. He probably did. He probably saw a couple of stars or whatnot. Uh, but he still had opportunities to go down there, uh, you know, to do something. But I like the mistakes from our quarterback. That is starting to become a trend. And that, to me, is something that needs to be corrected ASAP. And it's going to start with the head coach. But Brock Purdy, 22 for 31, 365 yards. I mean, outthrows Joe Burrow in this game. Doesn't outcomplete him, though. All right, 22 for 31 again. He was averaging 11.8 yards per attempt. He had the TD. He had two interceptions. Technically, he had three interceptions. One was called back due to the only flag for the Cincinnati Bengals, all right? He was sacked two times, but he also rushed for 57 yards off of six attempts. So Brock Purdy, for a moment, was looking like, I'm putting the team on my back, and whatever we got to do, I'm going to go out there and win. Now, let me just explain something to people that don't really understand football, okay? So what the teams are doing is they're they're presenting that they're going to turn Brock Purdy into the 49ers offense when Jimmy Garoppolo ran it, right? They're going to take away the run, at least attempt to. They're going to take away the run and going to force Brock to make the decisions. Brock has to throw. I'm not sure why the Niners can't do that, though. I'm not sure why the 49ers defense can't do the same thing. I don't get it. But every team that we play, that's the game plan. And, 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 and it is what it is. Now, I will say that Brock was looking dynamite in the first half. Brock first half performance was amazing. It was amazing. It's when he had to put the team on his back. He had to be the thrower. What do I mean by that? Well, when you're trailing by two scores, ain't no way you got enough time to run the ball to get a score. Like it don't math. It don't add up. So Brock has to throw, which means that defense is no longer are going to send blitz, send the house, do all that type of stuff. They're just going to play pass coverage. That's what's happening to Brock now. And I'm going to break it down into three games. In the Cleveland game, they were playing prevent defense. Do you guys understand what that means? That means that they're going to rush three guys up front. They're going to drop everybody back, and they're going to give up the underneath routes. So all Brock got to do is hit the underneath routes, and his players got to find a way to make a play, right? Some of them... Brandon Ayuk did it, got good yards, got the team into field goal position. Jake Moody misses. Cool, we lose that game. No problem. That was a tough loss, right? All right, then let's go back on the road to Minnesota, all right? Not the same amount of time left on the clock, but almost kind of like the same scenario. The only difference is the defense gave Brock not one, but two chances to figure out how to get points on the ball. Just imagine if the first one, Brock doesn't throw an interception. Just imagine if he doesn't throw the interception and he gets at least three and then we come back down and do it again. We could win that game, right? Instead, Brock saw what he saw, threw a couple of picks, and Minnesota ends up winning that game at home. And then you go to this week, it just seemed like the Niners' game plan was weird to me. And it's been weird for the past three weeks. It's been weird because I always thought offensively that the 49ers' number one objective is to run the ball offensively. And here is where I say it's not all on Brock. It's not. Why? Because when the Niners don't run the ball, like, that's taking away the strengths of Brock Purdy. That's taking away the strengths of the 49ers defense. I'm mean, offense, especially when you don't have the full offense. No Trent Williams, no Debo Samuel. Those aren't excuses. My point is when those guys aren't out there and you got to use other guys, then why are we not taking advantage of it? I liked Brock in this game. First half, he was on point. Second half, they defended him differently. He made mistakes. And to me, he's going to learn from that. 
But Brock has to be the best player on the football field at all times. He can't make those mistakes, all right? He just can't because he has to remain the best player. He has to make the right decision. That first interception, that was all Brock. Misses the handoff right to the defender, right? Like, hey, man, take this ball out of my hand. I'm going to throw it, but you can have it. It's like, gimme. That one ticked me off more than all the other ones. It just did. We got a couple of Super Chat contributions. I want to get to these. He says, Slick underscore Niner, thank you for the Super Chat contribution. says, O-line is the biggest need and we lose in the trenches. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the O-line being the biggest need. Look, it it is. It is. It And, 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 oof, this is going to be tough. It's the biggest need, but then it changes What's the right word? It changes the infrastructure of the remaining of the team. So the question you got to ask yourself, Slick underscore Niner, my brother from another mother, is do you want the playmakers with a subpar offensive line or do you want the solid offensive line and less playmakers? That's the, that's the Niners' dilemma. They They decided to go – with a staple in the offensive line who isn't on the football field. And then from that, they're makeshifting, right? They're they're not even piecing players from other teams or grabbing players. They literally are saying, we're going to have to figure out how to go with this homegrown talent, the players that we drafted. Like, they're just, it's, we have no other choice because we don't have the money to spend on the offensive line. That doesn't mean in 2024 they don't see that as their biggest need in free agency. I think that I think they might see that, especially with Trent Williams getting older and things like that. But yeah, it's always going to be the biggest need. It's the biggest need on every team. And the question is, do the Niners need the offensive line? I'm not sure because when the playmakers are there, we're not complaining about the offensive line because the offensive line looks good because Brock's able to get the ball out of his hands quicker. It's when you're missing those key playmakers, right? It's when you're not able to utilize Christian McCaffrey, which I think the number one issue on offense is we're not running the ball. I don't give a fuck if they got to give Christian McCaffrey the ball 30 times. You will win every game if you give him the ball 30 times. I promise you we will win every game if Christian McCaffrey touches the ball 30 times. And I'm talking rush attempts, not just the pass game. We're not even going to talk about infusing a Jordan Mason. But to get back to your question, Slick, yeah, your comment, O-line is the biggest need. It always will be until the Niners change the infrastructure of, of the financial portions of their t- proportions of their team you know what maybe we need to invest in the old line and take away some of these playmakers so when you ask this question let me and, and let me ask a hypothetical question out there to everybody out there do you go all line do you pay brandon Ayuk? and that's a quite that 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 i guarantee you a matter of fact you know what i'm gonna hit up mike and we're gonna talk about that on the no harm no file show is it time to change the infrastructure of the 49ers offense after this season? Is having all these playmakers at these top contracts the way to go? Thank you so much, Slick uh, Niner uh, underscore Niner. I appreciate that. My brother Sean's in the place. And he's going to double down on the O-line. Our O-line is horrible. Not having the gadget of Debo on the offense throws it off major. Purdy had a clean pocket. Purdy never had a clean pocket. You know what they call rats in Cincinnati? <laughs> I like that. I didn't know that, but that's cool. Bengals, be blessed. Sean and Kanan, I love you guys out there from the bottom of my heart. This was actually the best Super Chat contribution statement you've ever said in your entire life. Uh, and you've been living for a long time. So look, our O-line is horrible. But did, but did Sean not confirm exactly what I said? I didn't know what he wrote. I just saw the Super Chat come in. When you're missing the gadget, and another word for gadget for me is X-factor. It's X, it's X-factor. When you're missing that piece, whew. I'm going to take a sip of my protein shake because my trainer said that I need to have way more higher intake of protein. It's like I'm slacking. I was like, okay, I didn't know. Didn't know. 
oh, that's good. I just do straight vanilla and then I add a little banana to it. Oh my gosh. I got the milk mustache. But Sean, you're right, bro. And everybody that says that the offensive line, you're right. I think the reason why I keep giving the offensive line some sort of pass is because it works when the players are there. And now you're seeing why it's not working. And I think Sean is on point 100%. My cousin C. Hey, fam. Glad to support the daytime show. I'm glad that you just support, period. I don't care what time of the day it is. I truly appreciate you. And it was an honor to meet you and sit next to you and talk football. And I hope we get a chance to do that again. One of the, I'm hoping we get to go somewhere and do it again soon. Uh, because your mind is beautiful and you know football. Uh, I know you can't see my face. That's because damn going super chats is super huge. Uh, anyway, uh, why is Kyle asking? <laughs> I can't answer this question, but it's pissed. It, it, it definitely it stirs me up angrily. I'm making up my own word during the game when I'm watching it. Pass so much. Why are we committed to the pass? When Kyle panics, he passes. Super Bowl here in, in Atlanta. Uh, this isn't new for Kyle, and I don't think people realize that. I don't think people, uh, cause are realizing that this is Kyle Shanahan. Like in the Super Bowl, they were up by twenty five points, wasn't it twenty eight to three? One twenty. Wait, hold on. Thirty minutes left of play, and it's still past the ball. <sighs> It sucks because they were they were the the Falcons were driving to score and it only takes one play. I want to say it was Jamie, whoever their linebacker was, sacked them, stripped the ball, was a fumble, and at that, after that, all the energy left the Atlanta Falcons. Like they couldn't do anything right. But this is Kyle. He did it in the Super Bowl with the. Against the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, why make Jimmy throw? You just watch. After the first pass got batted down in the Super Bowl, I was like, no, 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 no. We're going to run the ball. And so, I don't have the clip. And before I get to the rest of the Super Chat contributions, Dante Dante Hightower. Who did I say? Jamie Collins? I, it was one of them. It was Hightower, though, Cook Sports. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you. I see you over there. Can I can I say that if you want to know what pisses me off the most about Kyle Shanahan, it's exactly that. I never thought in a million years I would hear a player come out of their mouth and say what was wrong, but be 100% completely honest. And not because it felt I felt like he was in agreement with me or my cousin Sid right here. But there was no reason to not run the ball in this game until we were down by two scores with like two minutes left, which we ran the ball and got a big run out of it. He, he, this is let me let me let me do my math. Twelve and sixteen is eighteen. Plus three is twenty one. Plus two from Kyle Uzcheck for zero yards is twenty three. Did I say that right? Let me do it again. Twelve plus six is eighteen. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 rushing attempts. And how about this? Brock Purdy has six of them. So if you subtract six from 23, that's 17 rushing attempts from the running backs department. 17? That ain't going to win you. It ain't. It, it's not. It's not. It's not. And here's what pisses me pissed me off even more. You know, you allow Christian McCaffrey, you know, even though I thought, you know, Elijah Mitchell, believe it or not, he got the ball to the goal line for Christian McCaffrey to run it in. And I wanted to see Christian McCaffrey get that, keep that streak alive. But why did we stop using Christian McCaffrey after the streak? I don't care if they lined up in five, five, five line, a five man front. I don't care. You can't run it to the outside. You telling me Chris McCaffrey can't fast enough to get to the outside? Okay, so George Kittle, during his presser, 
and I don't have the exact quote, but I'm going to paraphrase it the breezy way, but I promise you it'll mean the same thing. And if you don't believe me, check out the video of George Kittle. I put a clip up there, and it was the one thing that stuck out to me more than anything. He said, hey, we ran outside zone, we got eight yards on it, and then we got forced to three and out. We should run outside zone because we control the physicality of the game. We should run outside zone. So why are we running it inside? Why do we continue to run the ball inside? Why is Elijah Mitchell, the moment he come into the game, forced to go inside for a tackle for a loss? Why not throw, get it out to him where he could get to the outside? We've seen him do it. We're not even giving him a chance. It's hike the ball, defense, in the backfield, tackle for a loss. Yeah, we're blaming Elijah Mitchell because the offensive line, when he runs, for some reason, don't block. They're in the backfield. Why else would there be a tackle for a loss? How can it be a tackle for a loss if they're not in the backfield the moment the ball's hiked? I, the run game? I don't know where it is. And if it's because Debo's not out there, well, dang, we need some help. Because if we can't successfully run the ball, we're going to struggle. Let me get to these Super Chat contributions, uh, and then I'm going to open up the phone lines. Geo Kane. Our team goes as... <laughs> I got to smirk and laugh because, yes, our team goes as our run game goes. Kyle not switching to running backs is affecting the run game. See, that I disagree. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. I don't. I'm paying $14 million for the best running back in the league, and I'm not utilizing him. We want all the other players to be utilized, especially when we're paying for them. But then we want to draw back on Christian McCaffrey. All you had to do is run outside zone with Christian McCaffrey. I guarantee you he would have found a way. And I don't mean toss plays. After toss plays. Cowboys game, CMC averaged 2.7 yards. Mason, 6.7 yards. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't effectively add different running backs to the equation. I agree with that. But I'm saying they're not even using Christian McCaffrey anymore. That's my point. That's my point. And to be fair, Gio, after Christian McCaffrey fumbled that ball, that's when things kind of like started changing. Because he fumbled in that game too. Jesus Christmas. This is this is great. This is great. Great content from you guys. Don't bother me in the place to be. Foghorn coming. Kyle, Kyle should have used CMC's gadget temporarily. Don't get it. I don't get it. That's why I said CMC. CMC's CMC's gadgets work when Debo's on the field, though. That's when he becomes more gadgety, more inspector gadget. When Debo's not there, teams realize that they can zero in because that X factor piece is missing. It's it's just missing, um, and that that's 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 crazy. Jacks just gifted a super chat, uh, a super membership uh, to my man Dimp, produced by Dimp. Uh, I can't wait to hear what your production sounds like. Uh, so welcome to the Breezy Bunch crew. I truly appreciate it, man. Listen, enjoy the membership. Enjoy the perks, all that good stuff. But yeah, man, I just think maybe with Debo not being there, don't bother me. That could be a reason. You know what I'm saying? Why? And speaking of checks, here's the Super Jack contribution. I just hope we don't lose no more than four games. Yeah, man, 13 and four jacks is where I had us going. And we're trending downward. Thank you for the super chat contribution. Sean is back. Breezy just figured it out. No Debo puts all the focus on one scrimmage player. See, bingo. That's it. That's it. But you said that they collapse the pocket on every play. So why not run it to the outside? Because if the pocket is collapsing, I guarantee you them lanes on the outside is there. And here's one thing I know. CMC is faster than winning them linebackers in the league. We're just not utilizing these players properly, offensively. Talking head, it's clear that no matter what, doesn't matter if he ended up actually being a bust, 
the Niners should not have an under an under any circumstances traded Lance. <laughs> yeah, I I I didn't think I was gonna have any type of Lance conversations, but you know I didn't like to trade, uh, not because of my personal ties to Trey Lance. I just didn't think I still don't believe that Sam Darnold is better, um, and I think Trey Lance with his element of surprise can still surprise some teams in the NFL, but maybe the Niners didn't think that they would lose three straight. And now looking at hindsight, they're like, dang, like, you know, maybe we could have rested Purdy if we had the element of surprise with the Trey Lance, but I don't know. Trey's gone. It's Cowboy. Um, and the Cowboys have a better record than the 49ers at this point. So yeah, I, I like, yeah, I, he didn't fit. That's my that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. He just he just never fit. He he didn't fit. He did fit at one point, and I think Kyle was too scared. Where 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 where's the contribution? Who said it? Somebody said it. Was it cousin Sid? Kyle is going to rely on the quarterback to make throws, and Trey Lance isn't that, and that's why he was traded. That's why he was traded. My brother Gammon, he says, when you when you are a run first team, and you have a bell cow running back, Gore, CMC, you invest and prioritize the offensive line over wide receivers. It also protects your quarterback. Chiefs, Bengals, and Eagles have recognized this. When will we? Yes, they have. Because let's go with each team. Because because some of it is some of it is different though, right? Because every team is a little different. So for the Chiefs, yes, they drafted well. I don't think they invested in their offensive line, which meaning spent the money. Same thing with the Eagles. I don't think the Bengals' offensive line was that great. I mean, Joe Burrow got sacked four times. I don't think their offensive line was that great. But I will say that you're seeing the the difference between the uh, the thing that makes the Bengals' offensive line look good is the fact that Joe Burrow gets the ball out of his hands in two seconds. Not 2.1, not 2.2, not 2.3, not 2.4, not 2.5, two seconds. Their offensive line doesn't have to do anything. Now, did their run blocking look good? Yeah, you know why? Because Joe Burrow was so efficient that we didn't know if he was passing or running. So, yo, the defense struggled. But that's the Bengals. The Chiefs, they definitely have a good offensive line. Uh, but you also, they didn't look good yesterday. And then as far as the Eagles, I think the Eagles probably have the best offensive line in football. And, like, I don't know the status. I don't know if Lane Johnson is out. But, yeah, you're right. But they also, and they traded for A.J. Brown because they needed to boost. They needed to boost offensively, right? And so look at them now. So, so it's kind of hard to say the Eagles, because they have a good offensive line and they traded for a wide receiver. And on top of that, they paid him. Whereas the Chiefs decided to go a different route, but their offense doesn't look as good, right? And the Bengals, I would say Joe Burrow is the key to that, right? He's getting the ball out of his hand quicker than any quarterback in the league. Now, the Niners were that type of a team. They they still remained a run first team, and nobody was complaining about the offensive line the first five weeks of the, of the season, right? Other than when Brock Purdy would drop back and occasionally get sacked. First game, McKivitz gave up three sacks to T.J. Watt. I think we started we, we and then after that we kind of we kind of fixed, kind of fixed. Really good against Dallas and their pressure, right? Which was the biggest test of the season. Passed it with flying colors, and then we go play. Uh, Cleveland Browns, and the issue wasn't even the uh, the tackles; it was the interior, the center, the guards. So, yes, will we tr- will we tra- will we change the trend? Possibly, but you're paying Debo to be a weapon, and you see him not being there is an issue. I'm just saying, you're paying Kyle Juszczyk to be a weapon. They don't even utilize him anymore. Why is Kyle Juszczyk running fourth and ones? I don't want to see that. What if you fake a handoff, he goes out for a pass? He's a better pass-catching back than he is a running back. It's just my, just my theory. Keith Murphy, coming from the north side, even west. 
He says, those three first-round picks could have been O-line. Okay, so now we're talking hindsight. That's fine. Um, they like to run behind Trent. You can clearly see the difference. Yeah, because Trent's a mauler. And Trent, that mentality from Trent Williams is crazy, right? It's, it's super crazy. Um, and so, yes, they do run better, but we're not even utilizing, in my opinion, CMC to his ability. Is it because of his injury? I don't know. I don't think he injured because he sort of looked fine when, you know, he get that touchdown and he, he continues the streak, which he tied the record for most consecutive touchdowns in the NFL. But there you go, man. There are your grades right there. And look, Colt McKivitz makes the top five. It's not a good grade, uh, but he makes the top five. Brock Purdy would have been top. Brock Purdy had a really good game until the second half. And it's when the Bengals defense made adjustments. Remember, the game was 14 to 10 until it wasn't. <laughs> and so, like, you know, defensively, you can see the grades, too. I mean, the highest defensive grade isn't Fred Warner. The highest defensive grade isn't Nick Bosa. The highest defense. These are your players that you need to go out that you expect to perform night in and night out. Okay, the, those are the players, right? Cleveland Farrell, 89.4, highest grade. Nine snaps, but he performed well in those nine snaps. Demetrius Flanagan Files, number three. Oren Burks, number two. Like, you can see, like, and, and you say to yourself, wait a minute, we're the star players on this defense. And I'm not even going to get into the worst grades because Mooney Ward was probably terrible. Let me let me see if I can, I, let, let, let me see, because I am going to open up the phone line. So don't think I'm, I'm, I, I forgot about y'all. All right, so when you if you go defensively, I just want to see where Mooney uh, Ward ended up. Do 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 do. Oh yeah, maybe I did this wrong. No, maybe this is a different. That's a different. Sorry, my bad. I meant this game. That's that's defense period. Because Nick Bosa is number one. Here we go. I'm sorry. Yeah, so Ward Ward finished seventh with a sixty three point six. Eric Armstead, 62.6. Nick Bosa, ninth. De'Amador Lenore, 10th. And then everybody else. I mean, Isaiah Oliver was pretty bad. The worst defensive grade was Javon Kinlaw. Dre Greenlaw was 16th. Like, these players were bad. Like, they didn't even play well. And so, like, like, like you, you, your stars got to be starring just about every game. They're going to game plan. They're going to try to make your stars and take away the stars' weaknesses and all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? And all that good stuff, but they got to figure out a way to come out and, and perform night in and night out. Listen, I'm going to open up the phone lines for 10 minutes. I got to get out of here at the 60-minute mark. So please keep your conversations, keep your hot takes short to a minimum, and, and we'll ha I'll have you on there. Here's the trade rumors, though. Uh, Matt Miyoko and Jennifer Lee Chan uh, talked about these are some of the players that the Niners are looking to make trade for by the trade deadline and you can see that there are three cornerbacks on this list as well as two edge rushers now listen nfl news it's official kirk cousins is out for the season with the achilles injury which sounds to me now the vikings may be all in on the fire sale we'll see no more justin jefferson this year probably that sucks for me because i drafted him in fantasy um and they'll probably let him rock out they'll they'll let those guys develop with a a rookie quarterback and so maybe Daniel Hunter might be in in cahoots into trying to get but listen Jalen Johnson cornerback from the Bears the last two cornerbacks Dante Jackson CJ Henderson are guys that Steve Wilkes is familiar with here here's my theory let Steve Wilkes get his guy and from there if Wilkes gets his guy and he's Deal does it? It's don't change anything. Then we can question Wilkes. Then we could question Wilkes. Got to remember, Wilkes inherited this team, and now he has to figure out how to get this team to play, find the continuity, all that good stuff. For me, I'm all about the edge rusher. I think we need speed off the edge. I like Sweat. If Daniil Hunter is up for trade again, I like him. Uh, look, I just need, I think we need speed. I know Chase Young is younger. I just don't think we need that on the bookend. But man, the Niners, they drafted and these their draft picks just aren't 
aren't hitting well. Like, you know what I mean? They're just not hitting well. Um, I don't think, you know, Greg, I don't think that they're fire sailing over there in Carolina. I think they're going to want to put, like, build a foundation defensively. That's why I don't think, I think they find a way to work out a deal with Brian Burns and then they're going to keep those younger DBs. But there will be some that are that are up. Um, Jack's. Jack says we need speed. I don't know if you mean from the edge rushing pers- um, perspective or if you mean from as the cornerbacks, but yeah, like that's why, like for me, we upgrade the cornerback position. And if they continue to play soft coverage, like what is it going to do? Doesn't do anything, right? They're still playing off. So, so what is the cornerback going to do? If anything, I will say, I will say this in a game where I thought that the pass rush was a lot better. Um, against Joe Burrow and his quick release, I'm like, damn, like if we just get some speed off the other side, we might be onto something, right? 24 total pressures in this game, four sacks, four hits, 16 hurries, right? They just couldn't really get home. He was getting the ball in his hand probably 2.1 seconds. I don't have the, 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 the actual, you know, whatever, but he was getting the ball out. I will say at some point, not every team – it's going to have that accurate, quick-throw quarterback. The thing that pissed me off, like, and I'm not happy that Kirk Cousins is injured, he got injured on a play-action play. Go figure. The one play that I just happened to watch, it, it was a fake handoff run, and they had the pressure on him. Like, go fi- I mean, his Achilles popped during the sack, but my point is, dang, he ain't do that against the Niners. No. Ain't no play actions going on against the Niners. They're getting the ball out quickity quick, quick, super quick. I, Kylie, you dead wrong. My big brother Timmy's in the building, y'all. Timmy Maya, what's going on, fam? Always a great show. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you tomorrow for sure. Hey, let's get this link in here. I said 10 minutes. I'm gonna give you guys 10 minutes. Go ahead, put your join in there. I think I got through all the super chats. Feel free to join the show. Got about 10 minutes. I want to get your hot take. It is hot take time. Let's see what you guys got, man. Let's see what you guys got headed into the bye week. I just want a hot take. There's no preface. You know, just keep the curse words to a minimum. That's all I'm asking. Keep the curse words to a minimum. And I, I know, but it's early in the day. You want to keep it PG, if we could do that. Um, Let's go ahead, man. There's the, the link inside the chat. I think I put it in there. If you guys want to join it, we got Notorious GAV. I'm going to go ahead and get them on here. We're not going to waste any time. Notorious GAV. What's going on, baby? It's me. It's me. It's Notorious GAV. What's up, Breezy, my guy? What's up? I love it. tomatoes, dude. It means tomatoes. I love Listen, here they come. And I love the energy, yeah. baby. Let's get fired up, baby. Let's get fired up. I love the energy. Listen, I know you are the absolute juice advocate, and that's not what I want your take to be. I want it to be whatever you want, so I'm going to shut up. But here's the thing. They got to utilize him. He is a weapon, and he's not being utilized. He's a talisman. He's a talisman. Why? I don't get why we aren't using him. He's had zero drops this year, and we're just we're just not using him at all. It, it, the only the only play right that he's got target on that he didn't catch right was a defensive pass interference. I just don't get why we're not utilizing him more in the pass game. It just it just boggles my mind. Boggles my mind. It's, 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 it's a bollocks. It is bollocks. Do you mean yeah? Let's use juice more anyway. Right? I want to talk about. Captain Armstead, right? And I want to just say that he does not get the love that he deserves. I think I think he's proper underrated on this team. And he had a, he had a fantastic game yesterday. Um, if we look at the the fan, uh, the the uh, PF uh, Pro Football, right? Yeah, right. PFF, right? If we go on there, right? He's one of the highest graded defensive tackles in the league, and he's still not getting love off the faithful. Why do you think that is, Breezy? Yeah, man. Listen, he's not producing. And it's you know what's funny about the faithful? Here we go. I have zero problems putting the faithful on blast. Here we go. If Nick Bosa isn't getting the sacks, it's okay. He's getting the pressures, right? But if Eric Armstead isn't getting the sacks, he is not a good defensive lineman. He is not yeah. good. He is poor. He's the worst. Are you kidding me? That the, the, That's my point. Like, it's a different, it's a different 
language for players. Nick Bosa should be getting the sacks, whereas Eric Armstead shouldn't. But I tell you what, he got two in this game. Ain't nobody he did. He looked about absolutely it. fantastic. He looked fantastic yesterday. He did fake plays. But, but, but why are all our sacks coming from the interior? Because apart from week one, Jake Jackson getting the three sacks. Apart from that, hardly any, any I, I think Kerry Ida might have had one sack off the edge, right? And we got rid of him. I don't know why we got rid of Kerry Ida, but I think he's another underrated player, right? That we, that we, we, just, we just got rid of, right? And all our sacks are coming from the interior, whereas last year it was all coming off the edge. I just don't get it. What's, what, I mean, what's happening below? Yeah, so what these teams are doing is they're countering the pressure by getting the ball out of their hands quick. Why do you that that's why you see so many receivers open on every single play? It's like this, right? If we're playing football and you telling your receivers as a quarterback, listen, run a three-step drop and run slant. You run the slant, you run the drop, you turn around, you do a quick out. I'm just going to get you the ball. It's going to be there. It's yeah. because Niners defense is playing off with their coverage. They're playing soft coverage, right? They're not trying to yeah. get beat deep. So since they're playing that, it's completion, 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 completion. And when quarterbacks get into a rhythm of completion, oh, my gosh, it's going to be almost impossible for the defense to get the sacks, to get the pressures. Like I said, like against the Minnesota Vikings, like – Kirk Cousins was notorious for chewing us up underneath. And then all yeah. of a sudden, against the Green Bay Packers, a, a division rival, they decide to run play-action pass. It's the play he gets his Achilles popped on, and now he's going to be out for the season. And I'm not saying we would have torn his Achilles, but he might have been more prepared for a play-action pass had he did that against the Niners. The, the Niners just don't have enough. They're not, they're not getting the pressure with enough time. These guys yeah. are getting the ball out of their hands way less than two and a half seconds that's crazy yeah they negated our, our pass rush yeah and then we're, we're soft in the deep backs the, the dbs yeah. are just soft this year for some reason super soft super super soft yeah super soft. Right, uh, right also also i want to talk about brandon Ayuk. right did right brandon Ayuk play like a wide receiver one yesterday yes or no here, here, yes so to answer your question yes and brandon Ayuk will play like a wide receiver one Every game, they just got thrown the damn ball. Like, I, like in Minnesota, you can't. He has fifty-seven yards in the first half, and you don't give him one target in the second half. Made zero sense. No yeah. team can cover Brandon Ayuk. You just got to get him the daggone ball. Now he did have a big drop in yesterday's game, which he has to catch that pass. It was before yeah. the half, and the Niners could have potentially put up at least three points, but that drop hurt the team. But he still produced over hundred yards in the game. Yeah, weren't, weren't he like for 100 yards for five plays or sort of five receptions or something like that at one point? It's like every reception he had was over 20 plus yards. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Crazy. Real crazy. Yeah, I, Real I crazy. love me some Ayuk. I love me some Ayuk, I do. Listen, man, I appreciate you for calling in yeah. on to the show. It's the first time you called in, man, and it sounds amazing. <laughs> Let's go. It's all day. Let's it's all it, day. Every day, baby. Let's every go. Day. Every day. Thanks, Notorious Oh, Breezy, GB. Breezy, right? Before I go, right, I want to say faithful. Keep the faith. We're going to the bye week. We're coming back, right? And we're going to come back twice as strong. We ain't out yet. We're five and three, baby. We ain't three and five like we was about two years ago. And we went to the NFC Championship game. We're five and three. Let's not get lost in this check, baby. We're, we're still here. We're still contenders, baby. And we're going all the way. Let's go. Nine is all day. Bye-bye, nine again. Bang, bang, Let's baby. Go. Let's go, baby. Thank you. Listen, that energy goes untouched. I can't even match his energy right now. I'm going to try, but my voice just don't feel good, man. It hurt. Listen, I'm telling you, he said it right here. Listen, we lost. It's all good. Now it's time to rebound. Really take that reflection. Take this time to figure out why we're struggling. And I think that's what the Niners are going to do. They're going to rest. They're going to relax. And they're going to reflect. And I think from there, they'll be able to reset four R's. Let me get my man Gammon on here. What's going on, baby? I'm I'm pumped up. I'm excited. I, I got I'm all... I was wondering where I was going to find a determination to fold some laundry after this, but I think I found it right now. <laughs> I think I'm good to go. Which is my number two worst thing, right? Yeah. Washing dishes, number one. I don't mind washing clothes. You just put them in the damn thing and they do it itself, but then the folding, yes. it's got to be number two. Got to be number two. <laughs> Man, I, I love it. Um, so I, I'm going to be I'm going to be quick with it because um, I just want to I just want to create a little bit of controversy. Absolutely. 
since it's here for hot takes and no one's going to remember this uh, two couple months from now after we win the Super Bowl and we, we bounce back, like my man said, uh, Bo Nix or Kirk Cousins, which one is more likely to be our, our quarterback? For it's got to be Cousins, right? It's got to be Cousins. Like, it's got to be Cousins. You think so? It's got to be Cousins. Like, the game he had, Kirk, I, here, I, first of all, the Vikings had a game plan. They were they were already tanking this season. It's just that the Niners didn't let them fit, go through their tanking plan. The moment they put Justin Jefferson on the IR for a hamstring is, injury, I just knew the tank was coming. Kirk Cousins isn't coming back, and I just knew that it was going to be you know tuck and fold. Right? They're gonna watch the season, and then Kirk Cousins comes out and puts out like a career day against the San Francisco 49ers. Like has his best Monday night performance, best this, best that. Then he looked like trash against the Green Bay Packers, and then he got injured against the Green Bay Packers. And so now I'm like, all right, they're gonna wash him. He's done for the season. Now he's going to really enter the free he, Jimmy Garoppolo all over again. But if there's a quarterback that Kyle Shanahan will go after. It's got to be Kirk Cousins. It's got to be Kirk. And and uh, so I just wanted to clarify that this this brick wall is just it's just kind of what it's a metaphor for what the 49ers are going through. I see. You know, it. but we'll we'll get through this. We'll get through this together. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I just want to say I want to give a shout out to all the all the Chiefs, Rams, Eagles, Cowboys fans that are in the chat right now. Be sure to like it, subscribe. Uh, this channel is better with you guys than without you. And, uh, and please do hit a, hit a like and subscribe for, for my main man here, Wayne Breezy. He had plenty of times where he could have quit, just like this 49ers team did the last three weeks. But he didn't. He kept coming back. He kept going strong. And so, so I appreciate it. We're, we're just going to have a little, little bit of fun uh, with this. But Breezy, I, I always appreciate you being upbeat uh, and high energy, man. I, I, I appreciate it. Much love, brother. Uh, thank you, bro. I appreciate you for jumping on, man. Thanks, Gammon. Whoa, man, that was cool, man. I said, listen, let's keep it to the time. Y'all kept it to the time. That's what makes me want to keep coming back. Y'all listen. Y'all listen. Listen, got to get to the poll question for sure. Did the 49ers rush Brock Purdy back too soon? And I'm surprised at the results. I did not think these were going to be the results. 177 people voted. 53% said no. And I have to agree with you. I told you I would give my take. Listen, I don't even think Brock Purdy was concussed in the beginning. Now, did he deal with some type of concussion where things might have gotten knocked loose for sure? But it's the only reason why I felt like he got through that concussion protocol quickly, a lot more quickly than other players that go through their protocol concussion. So I don't think it was as severe as, you know, you, you hear the word concussion and you automatically think the worst, right? And so, like, for him to be clear to play... I got to go back. Brock Purdy was dynamite in the first half. He was like six for seven, seven for eight, something like that. Had missed like one pass. Didn't have any touchdowns, but he was playing lights out. I don't think you could do that under concussion. I just don't. I mean, because when you're concussion, you can't see well. You can't think straight. Now, listen, football, it's a lot of bang, bang plays. It's that Those moments are going to happen in the game. And I know a lot of people feel like he got concussed on that that play where his head hit the ground. I'm not saying that he didn't, but that ain't why we lost. That's all I'm saying. We lost that game because the coaches got outcoached. Nobody don't want to say it. And the players failed to execute. I've been saying that. And too many mistakes. Too many mistakes. And that's why they lost to the Bengals. The Bengals were the better team. How were they the better team? Not just because they put up 31 points, because they had one penalty with that two less than two minutes to go in the game. One. One penalty. One penalty. Now, listen, this does not mean I don't think that Brock Purdy uh, can't get better. He has to be better. Brock Purdy, you are the quarterback for the greatest team in the world. Hands down. 49ers are America's team, Canada's team, South America's team, any country in Europe's team. Yeah, they're the they're the team of the world. Brock Purdy has to be his best. He has to give his best performance, and I hate to say it, he's got to figure out how to overcome adversity being on this type of a team. 
This does not mean Brock Purdy is, in my opinion, declining in any kind of way. He has to have a different learning. Defense, we, we listen, defenses are going to throw different scenarios at him every game because they want to limit his strengths. This is what part, this is what comes with being great. All right. So, Brock Purdy, you're going to be fine. Get healthy. The 49ers team need to figure out ways to freaking execute. All right. I should be back Wednesday, same time, same place. We'll still do the call in. Let's focus on reflecting the offensive from the offensive perspective, the offensive side on Wednesday. Tune back in 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The No Harm, No Foul Show with my man Mike Andrews from Nothing But Niners. We'll be on here for about 30 minutes. We're going to have some fun. Shout out to everybody out there. Listen, if you did not like this joint, hit the like button. If you're new to the stream, hit the subscribe button. And check out one of them videos on the Dagon channel, man. We're putting out content, man. We ain't doing it for nobody. We're doing it for you. All right? Check them out. Love y'all. Stay up. Stay faithful. And always keep it faithful to the babe. No matter what you do. Video premiere coming soon, baby. I be sipping gold bar, whiskey on the rocks. And a 24 karat gold on a watch. My 71 Chevy B tipping nonstop. Sounding like Trent Williams on the block. So you know we can't stop. We be banging through your speakers.